if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're with Alana and Jade. And today we are talking three things to do before talking to your designer. So this is... This is a graphic designer, obviously. Not your interior designer. (laughs) It's a graphic designer. So if you're wanting to do a rebrand for your business or you're wanting a brochure or a corporate profile or Facebook cover and add anything visual that you're putting together with your branding on it. This is the stuff that you need to, well, not you need to, but this stuff, if you get these kind of things together, this goes a long way in helping you get to the outcome that you want to yes. um, as quickly and potentially like affordably as possible. Just remembering that designers like marketing agencies, we are a you know money per hour service. Absolutely. So if you have stuff prepared and you know what you want and like all the other good tips and stuff that we're going to give you, then you know if you've got someone good working with you, you should be able to get what you want quickly, easily, and without you know spending more than what you need to. Yeah, without um, from any heaps hurdles. of revisions, etc. Absolutely. So tip number one off the bat is well. I guess, question really, do you have any current branding? So you need to consider what you have. Um, Bring or send examples. If you're going to sit down for a a meeting, bring any printed material you have, past flyers, business cards, uh, capability statement, anything you've got so you can show them what you've been doing. And the question we're going to ask about this is what do you like about it and what do you potentially dislike about it? So... um, if, it, if your logo's been around for 20 years, but you've taken your business in a different direction and you don't resonate with part of it, this is your chance to start tweaking that or talk to someone who can help you bring your ideas into fruition about where you want to go with this. And that's something we get quite a bit is like, say someone who's been in business like two or three years and their friends, cousins, mother's brother made their logo for them and yeah. it was you know, 50 bucks and that's all that they need at the time. You know what I mean? Bootstrapping at the startup, yep. we've all been there. It worked. Yeah, exactly. It did what it needed to do. Um, but now you're making some serious money. You're ready to move out of the home office and you're wanting to actually, um, you know, work with some bigger clients and that type of thing. So you want to, you know, up-level your game. Yeah. And that's where, um, you know, even if you're not happy with whatever that branding, that logo, those materials and stuff are, bringing as much along as you can to a meeting or sending as much as you can through to your designer and saying, Oh, I really love these colors or Mm -hmm. I still really love this font or I absolutely hate this signage so much because it looks dated or it looks old fashioned or it doesn't represent my business because X, Y, Z, all of that are like visual clues for your designer. Yes, most people come to us and they're like, I just don't like it. It's like, well, mm. what don't you like about it? So try and if you can pull out those little bits of details, it can just be like, I don't like the font. Yeah, that doesn't have to be big, complicated explanation. That's a lot to go on. Yeah, we can absolutely. start with that. So yeah, knowing what parts of it you don't like and what parts of it you do like, that is gold. 100%. Um, so secondly, what you want to do is be clear on your brief. So when you're going in to um, talk to someone or you're emailing someone about whatever about um, you know whatever particular item that you're looking for, is to be very clear on what the purpose of the item is, how it's going to be used, who do you want it to appeal to, what do you want to tell them, and where will it be used. Um, so and I think that sometimes yeah people you know you guys 
well, you guys, <laughs> generalization, but like most people don't do marketing every single day. Marketing people do marketing every day. Yes. So we know all this stuff like, you know, in the back of our hands sort of thing. It's, it's common sense to us because this is our industry. Whereas, um, you know, sometimes we'll, people come across and they're like, oh, I just want um, to get a press ad design done. And it's like, okay, cool. So um, what magazine or what um, publication is it going into? What's their target audience? Because that'll determine who you're speaking to and what your key message might be. Yeah. What are you trying to achieve? You know what I mean? Like sometimes um, people get sold on certain packages, you know, like billboards or press ads or radio ads or whatever. And it just sounds like a really good deal. And then, but they don't actually know what they want it to achieve. And, and then they like, do just like a generic branding and it may not be best use of that space. hundred percent. So, you know, we think about, um, you know, we've said before, like getting your name out there, being visible. That's fantastic. It's really nice that people are seeing you, but maybe you might want something a little more like their business, for example. Yeah. Like, Hey, we actually do service ABC come by from us. Not just like, Hey, this is our name. Call us tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> what do you mean? That's exactly that's that's exactly how ads work. Um, but yeah, so if you're going to be doing something, it's knowing what's the actual actual purpose of it. What are you trying to achieve from it, and who you're talking to? So if you're going to be, say, you had a new product to promote, and you were going to be putting something into a business magazine, then that is ad. Um, and then you wanted to like repurpose it into say a billboard, mm -hmm. they would have, you know, you might change the word. Like sometimes you'll do it exactly the same, but you might change the wording or something slightly to suit whatever that audience is. Um, so yeah, so knowing, you know, actually communicating what is the item and where it's, who it's going to be targeting. Um, again, sometimes you might be, um, for example, you might have a ad going into just like the local paper. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, well, everyone, uh, it, it, everyone is going to see this. But it's like, okay, well, who do you want to target then? When you've got a, like a billboard or those kind of generic platforms, yeah. you know, like not a specific one like PacMag or a business magazine or whatever, those kind of generic platforms, who are you wanting to attract? Like, do you want mums? Do you want doctors? Do you want, are you recruiting? You know, like what is the actual purpose of it for you? What do you want to get out of it? And by including those details in the brief for your designer, they've got a better idea of what visual elements are going to work to talk to those people. Yes, 100%. So it's not just the wording. Uh, sorry, I'm a words person, so that's where my mind always goes. But Lani's exactly right. Like an image um, is what grabs people's um, attention first up. And different images will appeal to different types of people, different demographics, different industries, different professions, all that type of thing. Yeah, and obviously we'll, your designer will align with your branding, but different colors will talk to different people as well. So if you're talking to mums, you might get away with a softer palette than you would talking to mining workers yeah 100 percent. so if you're going to just a designer as well so a graphic designer that will obviously be pulling your ad together for you but you as part of your brief you'll actually need to give them the content as well which is the words sorry yes the words <laughs> please just know my marketing art jargon what's wrong with <laughs> we're you? gonna add a glossary one day for you <laughs> we need a lot more than just marketing jargon <laughs> if we're gonna do a glossary so uh, kind of the basics i mean obviously if you're doing a brochure or a capability statement they've all got their own particular formats and, and tips and tricks sort of thing but 
generally if you're thinking about ads mm-hmm. um, or even like a flyer, that type of thing, what you're looking for is a striking headline. Yes. So you want something that's going to grab people's attention straight away and marry up with that visual as well. Only put as much information as you need to get people interested. Which is probably less than you think. Write your message 100%. and then see what you can cut back yeah. out of it. Don't put more words that in, that in, like put more words in there than are needed because the less there is to read, the more likely people are to read it. So as soon as like for some people it might be that a power if they see a paragraph, they're like, yep, yeah, too much, not gonna bother even looking at it at all. Yeah. Um, you know, for other people it might be, you know, so you might turn it into say an opening line and then three bullet points or something to break that text up. So Definitely. you really wanna make it so you wanna give yourself the best chance possible for people to look at your content. So for example, if you were gonna do a full page ad that doesn't mean that you need to fill it with text. You might actually just have one really big, bold heading. And then a call a to action. A positioning statement and then a call to action. Yeah, so it's the, the less that's on there that still actually communicates something. So you don't want to go so scarce that people are like, I have no idea what this is, what relevance it is to me. I don't, this doesn't make sense. Like you still need to think of it from someone who doesn't know your business. Think of it from their perspective when they're looking at it have they got enough in there that's going to actually hook them to do what you want them to do, which is get in touch with you. You don't want them to just know your name. You want them to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Um, and yet always, always important to have a CTA in there. Call, to, call action. to action. I was about to say that. <laughs> to basically give them a direction on what you want them to do next. So for example, if we were going to be advertising this podcast, we wouldn't say get in touch with us today. We would say, go to blah, blah to tune in. You know, we might have like the little icons for Spotify and all that shit that the... All the platforms that we're on. That's exactly, that's pretty much what I said. I, everyone knew what I meant. Or um, a link forwarding them to our website or, you know, directing them to where they can find what we want them to do. Yeah, exactly. So if you wanted to, people to be going to an open house, then you would give them those details. If you wanted people to be registering for an event or, you know what I mean? So the CTA is the, is the direction part of the ad. It's what you want people to do. Um, and, you know, for some people that can be that, you know, the purpose of an ad is that they are trying to grow their audience mm-hmm. um, because they're you know just wanting to widen their, their reach. That's the growth strategy that they have at the moment. So it could be something more like you know check out our Facebook page because they're you know wanting to build an audience so that when they launch they haven't launched a product yet or whatever it might be they're waiting to launch a new service or something. So they're trying to build their audience in anticipation of that launch. So you could just be directing them to something like Facebook because Facebook is obviously something that when people, if they like your content, they'll hit like on your page and therefore you can keep marketing to them. Whereas if you direct them to your website, unless you've got a really cool lead magnet or opt-in on your website, if you don't have your thing ready to launch and you direct them to your website, then they, you know, you, you're not kind of keeping them as an, as an audience member. And remember too, though, like if you're wanting people to sign up to your newsletter, if you're wanting people to follow your Facebook page, give them a good reason. Yeah. Like just stuff like, and honest, this is something that marketing people struggle with as well, man. Like trying to think about from an audience perspective, what is, what is the benefit for them in following someone's Facebook page? They get to listen to our awesome podcast. (laughs) Yeah, tell I what- mean, when we're doing marketing about the people. Um, no, but yeah, tell them what to do and give them something worthwhile to stick around for. Yeah, exactly. That's, see, 
Now imagine there was a press ad and you just had all my big rambling and then Lani just summed it up like that, which it's what she said still made sense. It still covered everything. It was just a hell of a lot more succinct. That's, that's what we're looking for when it comes to advertising. Um, and the other thing in your brief as well is letting your designer know if you want to be resizing or repurposing that um, advertising or that design for anything else. So, for example, if you were to get a billboard done, mm -hmm. you might then want to have that resized to a Facebook cover. That's great because, again, and we've talked about this before, that's repurposing your content. So definitely something to keep in mind when you are running different advertising and campaigns. But they might be a similar size. So it might be a landscape billboard and you might have a landscape Facebook cover. Or with, email signature. Or email you know, signature. Yeah, anything like that. They're going to have slightly different parameters. They're going to have slightly different spacing and um, area key areas that you can use. But they're also going to have slightly different layout requirements yes 100%. so all these things yes we'll design them and put them together um, based on what you're wanting to achieve but uh, when you look at a Facebook cover you do have a lot of wasted space because Facebook brings it in so there's different areas where you're going to be potentially losing something out of your billboard ad that if you, you were just to upload the billboard design straight to your Facebook cover yes you could be cutting out some really important bits however if you say to your designer okay this billboard ad I've paid, I want to pay to have this made, um, but I want to make sure that I use this as much as possible, can quote on resizing to a cover and an email SIG. Yeah. Then you can get that um, same design done so that it's optimized for your Facebook cover, Perfect. optimized for your email signature. And it's a lot less than the cost of creating a whole brand new design because you've got all of the approved elements to it they're just rejigging it a bit to suit that platform definitely you're not going to have you're probably not going to have on your facebook cover call us today which will be on your billboard because they're on facebook so they might be sending you a message or giving you an email or they're already there so they'll know oh i'll just quickly ask a question in the comments same with the email it's you know you might be changing that call to action but yeah it, when you're going in and getting that giving them that brief yes have a little bit of a think beforehand of okay if i'm gonna pay to have a design made where else can i be using this to make sure i leverage it and getting that quote stuff all at the same time but even too it's just you know for a designer if they have in mind what the end game is yes. if they know that this is uh, this billboard is then going to be a Facebook cover and an email SIG and an Instagram post and whatever else, then when they're designing, they've got that in mind already. And they already it does start make to it easier for them. Yeah, they really do. And you're leveraging content for best bang for buck. Love, love, love. <laughs> We're all about that leveraging. <laughs> Another part of your brief is the actual item specs. So like we were saying before, if you want a press ad designed, it's not just saying, oh, I want a full page press ad. It's like, okay, so what are the actual measurements for that press ad? Does it need bleed and crop? What um, file type does it need to be supplied in? Does it need to be supplied to a certain DPI? Like there's all these other specs that come along with um, design as well. And the more that you can give your designer upfront to work with, um, the more likely, again, that you're going to have you know, not having to pay for extra revisions, etc., because you didn't have the right specs or they had to resave it in five different ways because you didn't give them that information at the start. So if you do have something, you know, like a press ad or a billboard or whatever, 
you don't have to go and figure out that information. They just supply you with media kits. They yes. supply you with spec sheets. When you so, book that, they'll give you that information. Yeah, so get, pass that along. You know, the amount of times that we'll have someone come in saying, you know, I want a quarter page press ad, and we're like, okay, do you mean quarter page landscape or horizontal? Is this with what publication? Is this with, you know, what site? Like all that kind of thing. It's sort of the more the information you can give up front, again, the better um, Better. Yeah you're going to be having definitely better working relationship you're going to have with your designer yes exactly and so you know alongside the item specs it's also for example if you're going to be doing a brochure then you need to let them know are you wanting it to be digital only or is it going to be printed so things when you're going printed they have to be printed in multiples of four um, so if you're going to be doing like a capability statement you can't have a three-page professionally printed capability statement it has to be four or eight or 12 and so on so knowing where when we're saying before about knowing how it's going to be used and where it's going to be used if you're like okay I want to have a corporate profile and I want to be able to um, send it attach it to emails and I want it downloadable from my website but I've also got a trade expo coming up so I want to have printed copies available so then your designer knows okay I need to make this so that it works visually in a um for a digital version because obviously the spreads and stuff look a little bit differently um, when it's digital and then it also needs to work for a printed version so you know it can't have a random front and back cover like the back and front cover need to work together to match up and all that type of stuff so knowing knowing what you're going to be using it for giving them that information at the start is going to just give you a way better result Um, and another thing is that like we said if you are going to a designer direct you will need to give them the actual words that you want to use as well. So the brochure copy, the ad copy, capability statement copy, whatever it might be. If you're going to agencies like us, we have copywriters, but they do still need a brief. So you can't just turn up to an agency and be like, write me a capability statement. I'm sure it will be fabulous. Like we need to know okay, what makes you different? What are the services that you do? Why are yours better than others? What qualifications? What's your credibility? What clients have you worked with? What are some outstanding projects? Like you still need to put a little time and thought into it for us to create the best product possible. And honestly, after doing this for gazillions of years, those people who like everyone's busy, man, I totally understand that. And when it's something that you're not used to doing, like putting together marketing collateral, it can feel like a bit too hard basket to have a think. But I can just promise you that if you actually take a little bit of time and go, okay, this is my corporate profile, I want to put my best foot forward, you know, thinking to yourself, who are some great clients that I've worked with? What are some awesome projects that I've done? What are my services? Like sometimes it's even nutting out service offerings. Like people can be a bit all over that place because some businesses grow and change so quickly. Like trust us, we know nothing out of service list is not always as easy as what it seems. Yeah. But having all that information and giving it to your copywriter, if you're working with one at the start, means that they have everything to make you sound not only as good as possible, but just to make it sound like you. Yes. You know what I mean? As a copywriter, when people come along and I feel for them, I know that they're busy, but if you give me a few scraps, an old brochure and a three page website that you hate and is out of date. Yeah. I am not a magic wand. Like I can't turn that into the best corporate profile possible. But if you work with me, if you give me that information and you put that time and thought into it, then I can do my best and, and write something that just 
really shows who you are and why you're so special and why people should work with you. Absolutely. And look, if all of those so questions about it, <laughs> I love copywriting. Can you tell? Um, and if all of those questions that Jade just rattled off the top of her head so quickly, absolutely daunt you and you don't even know the answers to them, that is okay. But be prepared. You will get homework. You will oh, get yeah. that sent to you and go, all right, I need this information. And even if you have to put it in dot points, so oh, you can dot points are the best. Honestly, yeah. when people write out sentences, I can tell that they are trying to make it sound as good as possible. They're pushing. So they're putting spin and stuff onto it already. I just need the raw data. I need the actual information, which I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you have a, if you are a carpenter and the tools that you use are top grade because of like, I don't fucking know tools. You know what I mean? Like I need you to tell me that stuff, but you don't need to write up a paragraph about it. I just need the actual information and then I can turn it into whatever for you. Sorry, this episode was meant to be about designers and I'm just making it all about the copy. Yes. Someone's got on a little tension, but that's okay. Okay, how about we just jump to the last point so that I don't keep rambling. (laughs) Right, which is number three, bring your best files. So you're a business, you have a logo, hopefully you have a style guide, but depending if your second cousin's brother's nephew did your logo. Hey man, he really likes design and you just want to help a friend out. He did a great job, (laughs) cost you 50 bucks, laughing. Um, Bring the best logo file you have. There are different formats. Bring all your logo files. That's always my opinion. Yes. Because like I, you know, I'm not a designer and like uh, someone will send through files to me and they're like, is this okay? And I'm like, just give me every file that you have for your logo. And then that way the designers can filter through it and be like, um, you know, this RGB EPS is perfect for us or whatever. Yeah. So different file formats that your original graphic designer would have exported your logo at are good for different platforms and different uses and different programs. But something I have found over the years is people tend to collect their own logo in low res copies here and there. So like, Oh, I gave it to someone to build my website like five years ago. So I'll just right click and save it for my website because that's going to be high quality. No, please don't do that. Dude, It's your logo. It's your identity. Like treat it with a little bit of care, have a folder that is, you know, has your, all your beautiful logo suite in it. Your style guide, with all your color breakdowns and and your fonts and all that kind of thing, like treat it with respect because that's a big part of your business. I'm high horsing all over the place today. (laughs) As long as she knows it, right? (laughs) Um, So yes, if you've got logo files and your style guide, which is a beautiful document that they would, your designer would have put together with your different fonts, your color breakdowns um, and that kind of information, send that to us. That is gold. Your designer will love you for it. The next thing is to bring or supply high quality images. So if we're doing a capability statement that's going to be printed A4 on high quality stock, you're going to want really good quality photos and same for your website. If you have a photo library of when you get professional photo shoots done, um, that's fantastic. If you, we all have freaking amazing cameras on our phones these days so if you just happen to be really great at taking great lighting great subject you know in focus that kind of stuff send them through some photos may not be 
the right quality or the right fit for what your designer is using it for, but at least they have an idea of what you're trying to achieve. Mm. So if we need to go and look for some stock images um, to be used instead, we at least know what direction you're looking in. And the thing is too, like, you know, when people think about image library and stuff is that there's so many different um, platforms that you could be using your, your images on. So for example, like a, with the website, people often forget like, you know, websites have, most of them have like an image banner along the top. Yes. Like really have a look at that. It is a long, skinny landscape image. Yes. So your group photo or whatever, you know, you might think would be fantastic in there might actually cut everyone's head off if you put it in there, um, depending on whether it's on mobile, desktop, etc. So with your image library, it's the more that you can give, mm-hmm. the better because, you know, we've had image libraries come through from professional photographers before Well, there be like 40 images and there might literally be two that we could use for a website banner, except we have like 10 pages to do. Yeah. And that's, I was going to say, so like if you have had a professional shoot done, like send them all through because your photographer might have edited some down or bring them in. Whereas we might want that extra space on the outsides of the photos. So it can fit in an area like Jade's just described. So, um, yeah, original and best quality you have. Yeah. And if you don't have any, like Lani was talking about stock images and stuff like, yes, your designer can look for stock images, but honestly, there's nothing to stop you from going and having a squiz as well. Like we work with a lot of um, industrial clients and, you know, to me, like a big yellow truck is the same as every other big buddy yellow truck out there. Like I cannot tell the difference between a dozer and a water truck. Are they actually different? I don't know. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to drive one though. If anyone out there has a capability to let me drive a big yellow truck, get in touch with us because just, that's a dream of mine. I've always wanted to. Just as long as insurance is in date. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, so if you go on to, so for example, we use iStock, um, you know, Shutterstock is another one as well. Uh, but if you go on to those stock image sites yourself and have a sticky beak to find the kind of images that you like, um, because that's another thing, you know, we'll be working with people and we'll drop in some stock images and they're like, oh, that looks a little too clean or that's, you know, we don't actually really work with those kind of clients and stuff. And it's like, cool. You know, we can spend our time and your money continually looking for more images about your business when we don't work in your business and, and know nothing about it. It's a rabbit hole. Or you can spend five, ten minutes yourself, have a bit of a search, just give us a few examples. Yeah. And then we go, oh, cool, I can now actually see what you're looking for. Yeah, and photos can come in so many different tones, whether it's just like the oh. lighting or the yeah. actual content in it. They can really vary. And that can really set your design apart from what you actually want to achieve. So yeah, it's a really great thing. There's, like Jade said, Shutterstock, stock image. There's a lot of free stock picks, even if you're jumped on them and we can use them as examples to be able to find what we need. That is super helpful. Uh, And so that leads us into the wrap up tip for today. So designers are visual people. So when you are wanting to, if you're going to go work with a designer and you want to give them the best brief possible so that you get the best design possible, then highly recommend having a Google and looking for examples of other stuff that you like. So if you're going to be getting a billboard, you can just Google billboard designs or brochures or press ads or whatever it might be. Car signage is a really good one to have examples of. Oh my God, there are so many variables to car signage. So if you've seen examples of stuff that you like, collect it and bring it along. Even Um, if it's just down to the point where I just want the back done. I just like the back. This one's done really well. 
That is a great starting point. Oh, so true. And it doesn't have to be from your industry either. Definitely so it's not. not like, you know, if you're a doctor, you don't need to Google medical ads. Look at other industries just to find examples of stuff that you like. And to you, like, I know I've done this before and actually it was really interesting. We had a client one time who she just started off um, a new business and she did a Pinterest board for us, which oh. God love her. It was Laura. Amazing. Love it. Um, she did a Pinterest board of all different design things and stuff that she liked that she had felt you know, would, were sort of akin to her business. Yeah. And she was like, I'm so sorry. This is the most random bunch of stuff or whatever. Our, um, one of our designers looked at it and was like, oh no, I can see that she likes these kind of, she likes dual tones. She likes soft edges. She likes the texture. You know what I mean? Like they just, cause they're visual. She yeah. just picked up all the patterns and stuff. We did a logo for it and she just loved it. And it just worked so well together. Um, and, and you know, and that's like, I'm not a visual person. I'm a words person, as you can tell by how much fucking talk, but it, having those visual examples to show them rather than trying to explain what's in your yes. mind. Uh, honestly, the amount of times that people will try and explain something to us and even I'm like, dude, I don't get what you're saying. And then they'll give us a visual example. I'm like, oh, crystal clear. Now I get exactly what you're trying to say. So have a Google, find some examples because that can cut through so much time for both you and your designer. And that leads me to a thought. Like if you've got an idea of the visual that you want, if you're a visual person as well, scribble oh, yeah, it down. People Most yeah. people are actually quite visual. It's just randoms like me that aren't. Scribble it down. You're welcome to send through like an, a lovely stick drawing or <laughs> if you're really talented, go for gold. Um, but send through a little mock-up if you've got something specific in mind and our designers can, or your designer, can help bring it into fruition. 100%. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.